now go to the text of Genesis 3:15. In this text, God is talking to the serpent, and he says to the serpent, uh, after this sin has taken place, he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. She shall crush your head, and you shall lie in wait for her heel. Now let's talk about that. That's a powerful statement that, that God is making to the serpent. Let's identify the persons, the, the, the individuals represented in Genesis 3.15. Well, first of all, the serpent represents Satan. What's the seed of Satan? The seed of Satan is evil, all sin, all fallen angels, all evil humans. That all represents the seed of Satan. So what does God the Father do? He says to Satan, I'm going to put an enmity between you and this woman and between your seed of sin and evil, angelic and human, against her seed. That same enmity, that same radical opposition is going to be there between Satan and the woman and between Satan's seed, evil, and the seed of the woman. My friends, this, this is such an incredible uh, prophecy. And remember, a prophecy means the ultimate fulfillment has to be in the future. You don't have a prophecy that's fulfilled at the moment. A prophecy is something regarding uh, an event that will take place in the future and will be fulfilled in the future. St. Jerome, the great scriptural uh, doctor of the church, says that every Old Testament prophecy can have some type of minor fulfillment at the time, but the ultimate fulfillment is in the future. That's what makes it a prophecy. So what's going on here in Genesis 3.15? God has put enmity between, again, Satan and the woman. Well, what is enmity? Enmity is a total, radical, absolute opposition. In fact, the word enmity in, in Hebrew uh, makes reference to such an opposition that oftentimes it, it ends in murder, in destruction. It's, a, it's an extremely strong biblical word, which means total, radical, absolute opposition. What does this mean for the woman? This means that the woman, given by God, the Father, the woman has an absolute opposition from the serpent. But let's not stay up here with, with, with the Satan and, and the woman, because we have to ask who this woman is. Let's go down to the next tier of saying, who's the seed of, of Satan? Well, we, we've identified that, right? That's sin. But who's the seed of the woman? The seed of the woman must be Jesus Christ. The seed of the woman will be the ultimate force that crushes the head of Satan, the ultimate force. So the seed of victory of Genesis 3.15 has to be Jesus Christ. And, and gloriously, this is uh, typically uh, assumed and, and accepted by most every Christian, every Bible-believing Christian uh, sees that Jesus is the victor over sin. Therefore, Jesus must be that seed. That tells us very clearly, without any ambiguity, that the woman of Genesis 3.15 must ultimately be married. See, my friends, you can't disconnect the seed from the woman. They're connected in the text, and therefore they have to be connected theologically too. That that seed of victory, 
is going to be working in the, in the same enmity, the same opposition with that woman against Satan and his seed. This is why later popes like Blessed Pius IX in 1854 would use this text as the foundation of the Immaculate Conception because there's exactly the same opposition between Jesus and the seed of evil that, that exists between Satan and the woman. One more time on that because this is such an important point. There's a parallel opposition. The enmity between Satan and Mary is the same opposition between sin and Jesus. It's a parallel opposition. And that's why Mary is not only the woman of Genesis 3.15, but she's a woman who cannot have sin. Unless you want to say that Jesus has some likeness to sin, which of course we cannot say. So this is a powerful prophecy. And we will talk a little bit more about the pronoun uh, in uh, future uh, programs. Uh, for 15th century, it was she will crush his head. It comes from the Latin uh, word ipsa, as St. Jerome translated in the 5th century. For 15th century, it was she. More recently, uh, based on some efforts of scholarship, they've tried to change it to he in some translations. But there's a lot of ambiguity there because the, the Hebrew pronoun was masculine and feminine in different centuries. That pronoun, whether it's he or she, uh, you can't just go back to the Hebrew because they used the same word in a different way. Uh, what we need to know at this point is either way, whether it's he will crush his head or she, what's clear is the woman is intimately involved in this battle. This is a cosmic battle between Mary and her seed, Jesus Christ, and she's completely dependent on her seed versus Satan and his seed of evil. What's very clear is you've got woman and son versus Satan and evil. That's why the woman is intimate in this battle. That's why this is also a seed for Our Lady's role of unique cooperation with Jesus and under Jesus in the redemption of humanity. That's why we call her the co-redemptrix. So the first great prophecy tells us the woman must be Mary because the seed must be Jesus. Number two, it's a cosmic battle that's going to last all of the Bible because you're going to have the battle between the woman and the dragon in Revelations 12, and it's a battle that's going on today. That's why we need to explore this and understand the role of Mary in this battle. Thank you, and God bless you.